0: Adjusting my my seat. Sheet. Hey guys, welcome back to Seeing 2020. I'm Nicolette. And Alice. And today we're feeling a little bit.
1: What would you say? We're, I, I'm, I'm feeling good. Yeah, we're having a good day. We're having a good week. We're not going, we're yeah. going all right. We have our brand new recording gear, which is really excited. exciting because we've just been recording in our phones. So um, hopefully, this will be a bit more professional now.
0: I'm hoping that, you yeah, know, the recording goes okay. We can get rid of
1: the static. We're just having some technical issues, but, you know, it's all learning. Yeah, we're all about uh, what is it progress.
0: <laughs> progress also by the way I've noticed how much we say like and um and I hate it
1: oh no yeah
0: okay oh I don't know what to do about that I don't either
1: just bear we'll just with us Try while really we...
0: hard yeah bear with us while we crack this habit in the butt but anyway today we wanted to talk about parent child relationships when you're in your 20s
1: yeah yeah and the transition from teens to early 20s to mid-20s kind of thing, like Mm. how does that relationship evolve Um, and how did the boundaries shift? Yeah, and just kind of, I don't know, seeing your parents as real people. Yeah. That's a fun one. Wild. (laughs) You know how when you're in, like, primary school and you have so many kids that legitimately think that their teachers live at school? Oh, yeah, I have the same thing being a
0: tutor. They just think that I only tutor. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And I feel like you you kind of learn that that's not the case when you go into high school and with your parents you kind of only really start to realize how complicated and messed up <laughs> their lives are um when when you go into your late teens 20s yeah do you agree definitely yeah. definitely agree because then you also got to think
0: that them at out like this was the age that they were making mistakes and falling in love and then in a few years they were Having kids, which like freaks me out, and what the hell made them
1: qualified? Like, that's crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, they were kids. They they had no idea either, really. Yeah, yeah.
1: I feel like both okay. of us have fairly protective parents. I would agree, um, but like
0: warranted. Like, not not. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't say overprotective, but then sometimes me. <laughs> Sorry, Mommy. We if you're love listening. them. We
1: love you. We love you. Um, Look,
0: I will say that I was telling a few people. I got very excited, and I told a few of my friends what this episode we were recording today was about. Mm. And I was like, "Yeah, it's kind of about you know parents and, and kids and the relationship in your twenties and parents being a bit overprotective." And all of them were like, "Oh, I can relate." And so yeah. I feel like it's something that everybody goes through
1: and does yeah. relate to on some level. And then, but some people more than others, mm. obviously. Mm. And then you've got the added. Kind of cultural, yes, Greek 100%. Thing. Um, that Mediterranean protectiveness, yeah, and then I guess I've got the only child protectiveness, which is different,
0: mm. but and also just as women, yes, there's another level totally because um, if we're gonna let's just jump in public transport and, and getting to and from places, it's a completely different kettle of fish. When A, you're alone, B, it's late at night and you're a woman, there's public transport involved and you're a woman. It just changes the game. Totally,
1: totally. totally. And I think that like, sorry, I know I just said I'm an only child. I've got a half brother, but he, um, he just doesn't really understand the, the stress that it is sometimes working out how I'm going to get home from something or if he wants to meet at a particular bar and I'm kind of like, oh yeah, just like do you think you could walk me home or something like that? And he's so lovely about it and he always does it, but I feel like he just can't quite relate. And it is a thing that Mm. women, we just have to deal with That's it's quite different to most men. Yeah.
0: I, I would agree. I think some guys, especially actually recently, I've noticed that some guys have definitely been like, oh, it's, you know, a totally different story with girls and getting home, and like can totally appreciate that you guys, you know, want your parents to pick you up or want mm. a group or something like that. So I think some of them aren't completely oblivious. Thank the Lord, but <laughs> but I, you know, it is an experience. I think that they won't
1: have. Mm. And then when it comes to like parents being protective, you do kind of understand it. Mm. Like as frustrating as sometimes it is, and you're like, no, mum, I can I can do it. It's fine. I can see myself being very, very similar with my children. Oh, yeah. Especially female children.
0: And it's funny, my dad was saying the other day, like he was like, guys don't really get it until they have kids of their own. Mm. How the way that women walk, like we walk around with, I think, quite a a defensive or or like on the, we always have to kind of be on a front foot. Yeah, I mean, a lot of women walk home with keys between their knuckles. Mm. It's, yeah. And it's just kind of preemptive. Mm. Um, and I think what he was trying to say was that guys don't really get that until they have some like kids to protect Mm. which is such a strange phenomenon I think
1: yeah and I think in terms of being protective a lot of people have this thing of like but it's so unlikely that something will go wrong and on the one hand it is but on the other hand it's unfortunately not as unlikely as we might like to think but also if something goes wrong it's going to go very wrong it's not just which you... is always the fear exactly it's not that you're gonna miss your bus and be mm-hmm. home a bit later right like this is like we're, we're literally talking like life and death slash like trauma trauma yeah. exactly um, it's, it's serious heavy stuff yeah. yeah and the fact that that's
0: kind of ever present in the back of your head of like I need to make sure that I'm safe and take all of these measures. Whether it's having my girlfriends wait with me um, until I'm picked up, or making sure one of them gets home safe, or having you know one of the guys wait with me, or whatever it might be, that it's always there, and I think it's always very comforting when somebody else acknowledges. Yeah, of course I'm going to wait with you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, and especially like when a guy does that, I think it's really mm. it's good that more more guys, I think, are becoming more. A yeah to that
0: one of, of one of my mates Tom he I hope he's listening um <laughs> shout out Tom he after a party once my dad was running a bit late and he ended up staying you know and we ended up taking him to the station mm. and it's kind of just like a I, I it was that mentality of of course I'm going to drop you at the station I'm going to leave you here to walk mm. and I yeah. think that just having not thinking about it in male or female ratios or whatever it might be just kind of mm. going that extra stuff and being like of course I'm going to wait with you because I'm your friend yes is what you need to have the mentality of
1: yeah totally and and also there are like dangers that nightlife presents to men that it doesn't really to women like Mm. it does go both ways I lived in Newtown last year and I lived on quite a a fairly main road off King Street and it was really nice because if I was ever out late I just had to walk along King Street and it was so refreshing for me because I used to live in the suburbs and so then kind of living in this like really happening area, I always felt really safe because there were always people around. I was talking to my friend and she said, yeah, it's funny actually how for you to be in this kind of populated happening area makes you feel a lot safer. Whereas actually for guys that like walking around Newtown at 2am might feel less safe than walking around an isolated suburb because you've got more of an issue of like king hits and drunken violence and stuff. Mm. Whereas like we're more worried about sexual assault. It's interesting. It is interesting. So, do you think that, like, your parents being protective in that way does it like infringe on your ability to kind of enjoy your twenties? Do you think? I honestly, when we
0: put together the run sheet for this, I was—I think I was leaning more towards no, and I still do because Mm. I mean, without my parents, I wouldn't have the social life that I have, and I, I absolutely appreciate that. I'm very privileged in that way that my parents will not allow me basically to get on public transport at midnight and after because they're like no we know the risks and we don't Mm -hmm. want you to be another statistic and that's not what we raised you to be we're not you know gonna let you go and do whatever especially since I live quite far from wherever we usually hang out so no in that sense but then the other week I wanted to kick on Um, until like a good late time in the evening, I wanted to go like from pancakes to this club that I'd never been to before. And I could not go because one, my sister was exhausted. And by the time we get home, it's so late. And then two, because my dad was tired and he's the one that was going to drive us home. And so it was like, I can't kick on. So it does limit me in that respect. Yeah. You know, whereas when we were on holidays in July, Mm. we went until 6am. You know, yeah. no cares in the <laughs> Party world. Gal and, here. I, <laughs> and I know that that's because you're on holiday. Yeah. But I think, you know, having your parents be that protective and want new home and having a long way to get home, it does, you know, build up. It comes a at a cost. Like, yeah. Also, a lot of advantages. Mm. And yes. like, we're so thankful. But and Like there's plus, yeah. there's benefits and there's cons as well. There's pros, yeah. there's pros and cons equal.
1: Yeah, it was funny actually because I used to find that... When I when I lived at home with my parents, like they they are always really lovely about like helping me out if I need a lift or something, but not quite as accommodating as <laughs> yours, I would say. Like they're they're so 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 like lovely about it and always want me to be safe, but that was just like it was a bit more of a kind of big deal for me to ask. So I felt like there were a lot of things that I couldn't go to or had to leave early if I was going to get the train home or something, mm. and. Then, when I moved out last year, it was kind of like, oh, so much freedom, and I was living in the city, so it was, you know, really was easier for me to go out, but there was this night I was out with you, actually, and some of our friends from uni. Oh. Um, It was someone's birthday. I don't know. We went to the Argyle, I think. Or something. What um, night was that? That would have been a good night. I don't know. It might have been your birthday. I don't know. Anyway. Was it last year? It was last year. It yeah. might have been. That, um, was night, it, <laughs> yeah. that was a good night guys. Um, yeah. a good night. But I came not for very long. I drank too much too quickly. I was having a bad week and I kind of just really wanted to have fun but then wasn't having fun. I'm so sorry. And, um, <laughs> I'm not sure this was my birthday and, anymore. <laughs> um, and I decided to leave at 1am and just go home, um, and it all seemed absolutely fine at the time, and I just left, and I think I just messaged you guys, um, but I got on the train, and I suddenly realised I don't want to be here alone. Like I just, I was sitting on the train, and I just suddenly realised, no, I'm more drunk than I thought I was. But I already left? Why would I no. let you go? Because I didn't tell you, I just left. Okay, I was. Don't, don't do that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> kids, learn from Alice's mistakes. But see, that's another um, thing.
0: Before we go on, we always. I don't know if it's just as women, but generally we always tell the other person, like a group where, when we're leaving and yes, where we're going yes. and whether we got home.
1: Yes. Always. Yes. Sorry.
0: Continue. We'll get back to that.
1: Yeah. That. And yeah, this was like, the, like, this was completely on me, which is where I'm going with it. Like I just realized like, if I left this club, I'd drunk too much. I was sitting on the train. I felt sick and I realized ugh, like I'm on this fairly empty train and I've got to get off the train and I've got to walk home alone in this state and I I, I think that's the first time it just hit me I was like I don't feel safe Mm. like and I've put myself in this situation like Mum, where are you like um kind of and I think that was the first time I was like oh actually maybe my maybe my parents have had a point all these years like and it was a bit of a wake-up call for me actually because I was like actually I do need to to step into that role for myself a little bit now that I'm not living at home and I don't have somebody else telling me that's not a good idea. You have to be your own parent. You have to be your own parent. <laughs> um, Welcome to adulting. Oh, I know. Um, anyway, got home safe. It was all good. We <laughs> were all fine. Um, oh. Haven't done that again. But,
0: yeah, I mean, every time one of us leaves a party or a night out mm. or whatever, we're just like, make sure you message me when you get yes, home. Yes, and
1: shout out to friends that check. Like... Mm honestly so many people say that and then they're like not active on facebook for four hours and you're like did you even care but i
0: mean yeah but like yeah because when when they you know you're doing the goodbye and they'll be like you know message me when you get home i'll check when you get home and you never get the follow-up it's like D- did you love me yeah <laughs> but like i love getting that message of hope you got home safe i'm like ah. Oh.
1: yeah or did you get home safe like i mean we we're always quite serious about checking yeah um i actually sorry a little side note but i'm in such a habit of that because i'm always out with my girlfriends like you and we're we're super aware of like getting home safe and i had this guy drop me back from a date and it was like late at night and i said to him i was like can you text me when you get home like i'm just a bit worried because he was driving home late at night and he just looked at me like i was crazy and i was like okay no seriously you have to remember because i i'll be worried like i won't sleep um <laughs> but then I was like, "Oh, it's that's fine. a bit of a weird thing to say on a date." No. I think I think that
0: it's okay because it's just showing your concern. That would, I mean, that would have been endearing. I think. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? And also, just walking home. I mean, the other night you were walking home, oh, and yeah. you called me, and we talked for twenty minutes. I
1: know, bless. And like, I kept being like, "You don't have to stay on the phone." And she was like, "No, I'm staying. I'm walking you home I had like, and it Nothing
0: else to do, and I was more than happy to." But back to the parent-child relationships.
1: Yes. I mean, you ha- you've had, like, an interesting kind of shift with travel this year, right?
0: Well, okay. I, I had to, for a good year, and you helped with this, actually, I think breaking boundaries and, like, pushing for what you want with your parents is always a very difficult thing to do Yeah. because these are the people that have raised you. And for me, anyway, I have, I have such massive respect for my parents. Mm. Um, yeah, absolutely. So to ask them for something that I want that is maybe not what they want for me is always very daunting. Mm-hmm. But I think that if you want it that badly, you have to ask. And so one of those things that I wanted was to travel alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. And by alone I do mean with like on a girls trip. Um not solo. Don't don't know if I would do that. Just out of my own comfort. But I know you've done that. Mm-hmm. Was that a big deal for your mum and dad?
1: Um, you know what? They did really well with it. That's I think it. I like I I went travelling when I was seventeen for a year, so um mm-hmm. they've Kind of had to get used to it, and I like I know that some parts of it have been quite hard for them, but um I know when i when I told my mom that I was doing some solo travel in America, she like pretended to be really cool about it, and then she said to me like a week later, she was like, haven't I been really good about not freaking out about the solo travel? <laughs> I was like, yeah, mum, you're doing great, you did great. Um, so I think that that is like a, something that they've kind of gotten used to, but it, it's still. It's always going to be a little bit hard. For
0: mine, it's still a bit fresh. Mm. It's still new. I mean, the first time I went away... I mean, don't get me wrong. There were school camps. That's not... We're not talking about school camps. That's supervised. <laughs> the first time I went away, away was with you guys mm. to Melbourne, which was only for like a weekend. So, so fun. And it was the best weekend. <laughs> oh my God. But that was in and of itself a little bit... Like, it required some pushing. Yeah. And then... It, but it was, but it was a good kind of push because it meant that there was, it was like a warm up for when I went away the following yeah. year, like this past July. Um, but that took a lot of mm. convincing. And even after everything was booked, it it was still a lot of emotional preparation for yeah. my parents mostly that it was going to be okay. And like we talked every day over there. Yeah. But yeah, it was kind of like a cutting the cord moment. Yeah. And I think on that point, actually, of honesty, let's go there. <laughs> How honest are you with your parents about things going on in your life?
1: Pretty honest. Okay. I've got a pretty open relationship with my parents, I'd say. So there's not... A, I'm just trying to think if there's anything that they don't know. <laughs> if there is, they, don't, don't mention yeah. it here. Because then everyone <laughs> they're knows. They're going to be listening to this. Um, but no, oh, do in, they listen? They do. That's so yeah, cute. I know. It's so cute. Um, but yeah, in, in all seriousness... Um, like, I'm really, really honest with my parents. I think there are a lot of things that, like, they happen, especially when I'm traveling or when, I, like, you know, uh, there'll be something that happens and I'll be like, I'm not going to tell my parents about this. And then I, like, meet my mum for coffee and I'm like, oh, my God, guess what? <laughs> <So> <laughs> I just end up, I, I'm such a blabbermouth in that way. I'm um, the same, though. My, yeah. my parents
0: and I were very close.
1: Yeah, um,
0: like which we, is really nice. We tell each other, like, a lot and we're yeah. very honest about a lot of stuff yeah. which is good because I feel like for a lot of my friends who are like oh no I can't tell my parents about that or I don't want to talk to them about this and I just have to keep it within a friends group instead mm. I don't know I kind of feel like
1: whenever that happens I, I feel very lucky that I can go and talk to my parents yeah, about anything totally. I actually think maybe this is like a bit of a reversal like I've always been close to my parents but I think that I probably talk to them about more Now than I did three years ago which is funny because three years ago I was living at home but I would say that now there are less things that I would think twice about just like if I need to talk to somebody I'll just talk to them Mm. yeah it's such a lucky position to be in
0: yeah with that said though there is I think a point where you have to not and I found this again quite recently um, in like the past three four months where you can obviously go and talk to your parents about things and ask them for advice but I think there is also a point where you have to say okay, I can't constantly just go to them and ask them what to do and and follow through with that. Mm. I have to make the decision at some point. Like, I have to... Adult. I have to parent myself. I have to figure out what I want and stand on my own two feet and make my own decision. Mm. And that can be quite daunting. Yeah. Because you're like, I don't know. But, like, do, do they know much better? They do. They've been on the earth a lot longer. Fair. Okay. But I think you... To some degree know what is good for
1: you absolutely yeah and i think that um the the best situation is when your parents can help you learn to trust yourself
0: yes in that way actually gonna jump off that because that's an amazing point Gary V for anybody who does not follow him Gary Vaynerchuk go and follow his podcast it's like the Gary V audio experience it's amazing I love that man he's so great okay but he (laughs) advocates so heavily for young people like 20 21 22 23 whatever year olds to be able to stand up to their parents and say actually I want this and I want this Mm. And, and not like I want a car, as in, mm. I want to move out and start, yeah, <laughs> and start, like, to break away from this privilege, right, yeah. and to be able to say, actually, I want to do this with my life. So he has this point that he's made recently in one of his posts where he says, and he's talking to parents directly, don't, like, cotton wool your kids because then when they get to 22, they'll feel like they can't handle the world, and that is yeah. bullshit, and it is, mm because technically you could move out at any point you wanted to you could go and get any job you wanted to you could go and change your life in any way that you Mm. wanted to and the one thing potentially holding you back is what other people think of you or that you don't think you can or that you don't think you can because you don't trust yourself Mm. and the people that you want to obviously do proud are your parents which is totally understandable Mm. but I think the one thing that we can all agree on is that they want for you to be happy Granted, that you have a good relationship with them. Yeah. So to be able to stand on your own two feet and trust yourself is something parents have to instill in kids, but something that kids have to fight for too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's so true. Going off like the idea of feeling like you can't handle the world,
0: Mm.
1: I mean, you and I have had quite a few conversations, like particularly around the travel thing, I think for you Mm. and other things for me, but on like inheriting the things that your parents are concerned about or. scared of?
0: Yeah. I have I have a theory where like there's an inherit like a fear inheritance where you take on your parents like good fortune and obviously whatever they've made for themselves in their life you benefit from. Mm. But I think that there's also this idea where whatever they are fearful of they will impose on you which is why you end up fearing things. Yeah. So for me traveling solo would be one of those, mm. I would say, because my parents didn't really do it it's not, and it's not something that ever came up It was yeah. always travel's always put to and for me it's a quite a groupish activity mm. so that's how I see it and I don't know if I'm afraid of doing it solo so much as never thought of it but it's just interesting to think that your parents' fears are then imposed on you
1: definitely, I'm pretty sure I mean I did like first year psychology at uni but <laughs> I don't really remember it so um, if I get this wrong uh, feel free to message us and call me out but Yeah, I'm pretty sure in terms of, like, learned behaviours, that would be an actual kind of, like, scientifically proved thing because, obviously, you have, like, the parts of yourself that are, like, genetically inherited and stuff like that but it also makes total sense that if you you know if you grow up watching your parents be scared of something every day you're probably gonna have it ingrained in you that that's a scary thing yeah definitely Um,
0: well I mean just social media in and of itself I didn't really have it until I got to uni mm -hmm. and part of that wasn't just because you know you're a teenager why do you really need it you've Mm -hmm. got a phone you can text slash call that's enough which honestly kind of agree I don't know really was Facebook that good when we were teenagers or was it just like a breeding ground for drama because that's all I ever got <laughs> <laughs> that's all I ever got wind on when we were in high school um, but I think that my parents knew of the dangers of social media and so they feared anything like that for me and th- th- those fears and those threats are still present Like having yourself online, Mm. having your face online, anything, even this information that we are putting now out on this podcast is dangerous to a certain degree Mm. if it's taken by the wrong person. But the point is that if you live your life in fear, you're not going to live at all. Exactly. You know, and you have to kind of draw a line somewhere to be like, okay, well, I'm not going to do this and post this online, Mm. but then I can do this. And like, even to have Instagram, I only got it last year and that was a big deal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now she's the media queen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you study media and you don't have your own Instagram, it's kind of a meme. Yeah, you know, (laughs) like that's true.
1: Well, we really hope that you guys have enjoyed this.
0: I'm sure you've got a you know good insight into our psyches now, what we're afraid of and what we want to do with our lives, our deepest, darkest
1: fears of public transport. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Seeing 2020. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at seeing underscore 2020. And don't forget to follow this podcast on Spotify. If you have a friend or 20 you think would love to join our conversation, please share this podcast with them. In the meantime, we hope you have a beautiful day and we'll talk soon.